Hey guys, welcome to J-High. I'm so glad y'all are here. Hey, my name is Emilio Hood. I am the director of Watershed. We're the, the high school ministry we meet next door. So let me start off by saying this. I can't wait for y'all to be next door with us. Eighth graders, where are you? Mm. I'll see y'all in a couple months. Seventh graders, where are you? I'll, I'll see you a little bit longer than that. Hey, so how's it going? So let me say this, I'm excited that y'all are here. I can't wait for you guys to be a part of Watershed, but here's what we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about how you guys can be a part of J-High right now. We're gonna talk about how you can be a part of J-High. So here's what we're gonna do, we're gonna turn, we're gonna open the word right now. And we're gonna be in 1 John 4, 11. That's our key verse. So open your Bible if you have it. If you don't, I've got it on the screen. If it's not on the screen, it's Travis's fault. 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's it. That's your verse for today. Short, it's simple, it's powerful, and I love it. I love it so much that it's actually, uh, it's my family's verse. It's our, it's our life verse. See, uh, about five years ago, I guess really about, about four years ago, it was New Year's Eve and, and me and my wife were doing what all, what all uh, people in their late 20s, early 30s are doing, nothing. We weren't doing anything. We were waiting for my baby to fall asleep and we are counting down the seconds, not for New Year's, but for my kid to stop crying. And so my wife does this. She asks me this question. She hesitates, but she asks it. She goes, Emilio, I said, yes, my, yes, my love. She goes, uh, what are you giving up? Or what's your New Year's resolution gonna be? So five years ago, here's my answer to that question. I said, sweetheart, I'm joining a gym. I'm joining a gym, I'm gonna get swole this year. I said, this is the year that, that this flab turns into a six pack of abs. And she knew that I was lying because I pointed to my arms when I said that. I didn't know what I was talking about. So here's what I did, I joined a gym. For 12 months, I paid $50 a month for what turned out to be three incredible workout sessions. So we canceled that. So then the next year, the next year, five years ago, New Year's Eve, sweetheart, what's your New Year's resolution gonna be? And I said, listen, I know last year I joined a gym. I said, that's ridiculous. I should never have done that. This year I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat healthy this year. I said, my body is a temple. My body's a temple, I'm gonna treat it like one. And about 12 hours later, I was at Cracker Barrel, just eating that cornbread, because it's New Year's Day. Gotta get that collard greens on. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about, some black eyed peas, come on. That's a good stuff right there. So, three, so, so four years ago, New Year's Eve, we're waiting for my kid to stop crying. Uh, spoiler alert, he did eventually, like two years later. And, and uh, my wife goes, what's your New Year's resolution gonna be? And before I could say anything, she stopped me. She goes, well, just stop right there. Let me, what if instead of New Year's, New Year's resolutions, I said, I'm listening. What, what if we decided we were gonna be about something? I said, what do you mean? She has to explain things, I'm not bright. I'm not a smart man. And so she starts explaining, she goes, what if we, what if we prayed? I said, I'm listening. What if we prayed about a, a verse that our family was gonna be about? What if we prayed about a word that our family was gonna be about? And, and so we did, we, we talked about it, we prayed about it and, and we settled on that verse. First John 4, 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So that's, that's what our family is about. That's what we do. Like if, if, if my three oldest kids were here, not my youngest, he's a baby, he can't talk. If my three oldest kids were here and you asked them, hey, what do hoods do? They would all tell you, hoods 
love people. That's what we do. It's who we are. We're a people that loves people. And, and here's why. We, we believe in love. Specifically, we believe in, in God's love. We, we believe that, that people in this world, people around you, your neighbors, need love. Because the truth is this. The truth is this, guys. Our world that we live in doesn't live in a world that is filled with love. We live in a world that's, that's filled with hate. If, if you turn on the news or if you're scrolling through social media, you, you can't scroll far before seeing the latest hateful act. Just last week, a man in New Zealand walked into a mosque as people was, were praying and opened fire, killing 40. You can't turn on the news without the possibility of, of seeing a story of the, of the next school shooting or not because we as a society have become so numb to the fact that there are school shootings, sometimes they don't even broadcast them. We live in a world where there's hate groups that form up every day. These people that, that form a group based on this one idea that our group that looks a certain way is better than your group that looks a certain way as if both groups aren't image bearers of God. We live in a world that's filled with hate. We live in a world that is broken. We live in a world that is desperate. And I believe that this world is desperate for love. I believe this world is desperate for God's love and specifically, and here's my challenge for you, this is where we're going tonight. I believe that this world is desperate for God's love to move through you. So tonight we're talking about love. We're talking about love. So with that said, here's my first point. God loves you so much. It seems simple. God loves you so much. So here's what I'm gonna do to prove that. I'm taking that short verse and I'm gonna make it even shorter. We're gonna cut it in half. So the first half says this, beloved, if God so loved us. So right off the bat, the apostle John is writing that word beloved is actually my wife's favorite word in the Bible. Because here's what beloved means. The, the Greek for it is agapetos. I'm just saying that to show off that I studied Greek once. You don't need to know what that means. Other than it literally means a person who is in a special, close relationship with another. So right off the bat, God, through the apostle John, is, is calling you his beloved. He's saying, hey, hey, you who believe in me, you who are in a close relationship with me, you who, whom I love, my beloved, saying, listen to this. Hear what I have to say. It says, beloved. And then he says, if God so loved us. Now, that verse, that part of the verse, it echoes a very famous verse that you guys all know. John 3, 16. I bet if I asked you all to, to say it right now, you all could. I'm not going to because I don't want to embarrass myself. So I'm going to read it. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. So the first part of, of 1 John 4, 11, for God so loved us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So John 3, 16, he, he's talking to, to us. He's saying, hey, for God so loved the world. In, in 1 John 4, 11, it's much more personal. For God so loved us, he's you and, and me. How much? So much. 
And you can underline that. You can put that in bold. You can use italics under that line, so. Because it's not just like, oh, yeah, he loves you so much. No, it's he loves you so much. How much? So much that he gave Jesus, that he sent his only son, that whomever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He sent his son to walk among us, to live with us, to die for us. Why? Because he loves you so much. He was rejected for you. He was spat on for you. He was abused for you. He died for you. Why? Because he loves you so much. Jesus even says this, that there's no greater love than than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And here in this verse, he calls you his beloved you who are in a close relationship with him. You see, God sent his son as as a sacrifice. His love is sacrificial. But here's what's crazy about his sacrificial love is that in that, his love is also invitational. He invites us in to a relationship with him that doesn't just last this lifetime, but lasts for eternity. His love is sacrificial. His love is invitational. His love calls us to something. It calls us to act. It calls us to respond. And that's what the second part of the verse says, which leads me to point number two. We are called to love others so much. The the first half of 1 John that we read, that's the gospel. It's the good news. God loves us so much. How much he sent his son Jesus to die. The second part is the Great Commission. It's a call to action. It's a call to respond. It's a call to act. We also ought to love one another. We, that that we is those of us who believe that God sent Jesus. Those of us who call ourselves Christians, that's who the we is. I will. I'll tell you, Siri, right now. The one another is your neighbor. The one another is your mother, is your father, it's your sister, it's your brother. It's the person to your left, it's the person to your right, it's the person behind you, it's me in front of you. It's your best friend, it's your worst enemy. We are called to action and that call is to love one another. And here's the thing, it's not just a call, it's a commandment. Matthew 22 36 through 40 says this, and this is the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they're trying to trap Jesus. This is before this is trial, this is before the crucifixion. And one of them says, teacher, talking to Jesus, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. See, here's what's crazy is that God loves you so much that he gave Jesus, but that he also gave us the law. He gave us the Ten Commandments, these laws that aren't there to tell you what not to do, but are there to help you live in the freedom that comes with the relationship with God. He says the first commandment, though, first commandment is to love God. 
And you see that in the first four commandments, the first four, uh, have no other gods before me, carve no other images, do not use my name in vain, honor the Sabbath. That's, that's saying, hey, love God, praise God, adore God, worship God. It's the first commandment. And then the next six are about loving your neighbor. Honor your father and your mother. Do not murder. Spoiler alert, that's bad. Don't do that. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. That means, hey, don't gossip. Don't talk behind your friend's back. Do not covet your neighbor. That's the second commandment. Love your neighbor. We are are called to love because God so loves us. We're called to respond by loving others. And here's the thing. For us, that's hard. For my eight-year-old little girl, it's easy. She gets it. About, about two years ago, we, uh, I guess, let me start. When my daughter was five, so about almost four years ago, we, my daughter was here at Camp All-American. Shout out to Camp All-American. And uh, she was here, and I believe with all my heart that she gave her life to Christ that week, that first week she was there, because she came back different. I know it was crazy. She was five. I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, my little girl prayed the prayer. She did, and it's adorable. But her life was different. We saw fruit from her life. I'm going to prove it to you. Two years ago, we, we moved into our new house, this new neighborhood. And, and part of the reason that we moved into this new neighborhood is as, as we were pulling, driving down the street to see the house for the first time, I, I kid you not, there's three girls about my daughter's age who are just waving. They might as well have like lemonade to hand us and say, hey, why don't you come move into this neighborhood? And we're like, okay. Like, I like our house, but I love our neighborhood. And so over, over the course of that year, my daughter becomes friends with all of these people. And she begins to love them two ways. One, sacrifice. It's crazy, but she did. For example, when they would say, when my daughter would say, hey, I would love, let's, let's ride our bikes. And they would say, we don't want to ride our bikes. We want to we draw on the cul-de-sac. And my daughter would say, okay, let's use my chalk. Or, or when she would want to play hide and seek, but they were saying, no, no, let's not do that. Let's just sit down and talk. She was like, okay, let's let's. Let's do what you want. And it's not because she's a pushover. Far from it. She's a leader in her class. She just gets love. But because she loves them so much, she didn't settle for just that. She, she began to love and, and, and invite people. You see, that, that year she started talking about Camp All-American at the bus stop. Hey, Carter, that's her boyfriend. Don't tell her I said that. Uh, She'd be like, hey, hey, Carter, you should come to Camp All-American. I'm going week six. Hey, hey, Charlotte, that's one of her best friends. Hey, Lily, one of her best friends. She would just invite people, but it wasn't just because they wanted to come and, and, and play these incredible games, have these incredible cheers. She wanted them to hear the gospel. She wanted them to know what she knew, that Jesus died for them. And here's what's crazy. They came. Do you know why? Because she invited them. One of her friends, Lily, loved it so much, she made sure her parents came to church the next week. Her dad's an atheist, but he came to church. Her mom is now helping out with Kids Quest and going through membership, and, and Lily, my daughter's best friend, is in discipleship with her because she invited her to. My daughter gets love. Here's why we're talking about it tonight. 
And I'm about to close. So hang with me for just a couple more minutes. We're talking about love tonight because we aren't good at it. You and me are not good at it. My eight-year-old, my six-year-old, my four-year-old, they're pros. They're experts. But for us at some point, we became ashamed of the gospel. For us at some point, we became ashamed of the one who shamed himself for us. We became ashamed of Jesus. We, we stopped inviting our friends to a place that's supposed to feel like home. We fear rejection, hearing the word no. Hear this. Jesus was not rejected by his friends so that you would be scared to be rejected by yours. We are called to love in a radical and sacrificial and invitational way. So that's my challenge for you tonight, J.I. How are you going to do it? How are you going to love? Sacrifice. What's that look like for you? Maybe what it looks like is you at the lunch table getting up out of your seat, sacrificing your seat to go sit with the person who's had the worst day of their life. Maybe sacrifice is you not playing Fortnite, Fortnite by yourself for three hours and inviting your neighbor. I'm talking to you guys. Invite people in. Invite people to church. Invite people to J-High. Invite people, hear this, this is crazy. Invite people to have a lifelong relationship with Jesus. And if you don't think that he will use you, push that lie aside and believe me when I say he wants to. He desires to use you. The world needs you to love. First John 4.11 says, Beloved, if God so loves us, we also ought to love one another. Jehi, since God so loves you, you ought to go love one another. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity to just hear from your word, to be with you and to, to praise you, to worship you, to honor you, to just think about for a little bit how much you love us. Jesus, would you use us to love one another, to love our friends and our family, and to love those who don't even know what love is. In your name we pray, amen.